Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive, our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it every week when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Art of the Float and on artofthefloat.com to find links, pictures from every episode, all of that good stuff that we throw up there on the website. I'm Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville. She's back this week, and uh, I'm excited to hear... Well, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see if it's Don't good get or excited. Bad. Uh, really, it's like that. All right. And uh, and Brian is on the engineering board here as well. Very excited. Later on in the show, we're going to bring back on from We Did Warriors, how you know her from the previous episode she was on. Um, if you've been listening to the show, you know that she was uh, in Australia and she has now moved to Portland, Oregon, and she's actually working at the float shop, the, the business that uh, my wife and I run, which is, uh, incredibly exciting. There's a little, little story there. Hopefully we can get into that. And, uh, I'm very excited to talk about just her whole transition. I know a lot of people kind of f- follow her and, uh, um, are passionate about what she does. And I'm, Curious to know how she's still doing that. And also, she wants to talk about how floating uh, has been pivotal in her transition to, to moving to the States and to Portland. And so that, I think there's just a whole lot of things uh, we want to talk about tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll try to cram it into a one-hour show here. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I want to give a shout-out to Floathelm. Floathelm is the software built from the ground up from float center owners who are passionate about floating, wanted to deliver the perfect system for people to book floating, and they created Floathelm. Floathelm has a 100% retention rate, so uh, nobody is trying this out and going, ah, you know what, that just doesn't work out for me, or it doesn't do this or that. Uh, it is um, used by over 90 float centers across the U.S., so it seems to be doing all right for float centers, and it's uh, only growing in what it's able to do. It can now book for massage, saunas, excuse me, massage, saunas, acupuncture, uh, whatever other business amenities you have going on at your business, it can take care of that. So go to floathelm.com and book that uh, free tour with them where they're going to get live on Skype with you and walk you through everything. Amy, man, give me some good news. Give me some good news. <laughs> two weeks. You have okay. two weeks to build up some good news. All right. And trust <laughs> me, I, I've, I've worked up two weeks just to get to this. And it's not, I mean, it's, it's still good news, but uh, we are opening... And the... I'm, oh, Amy, I'm sorry. I'm just getting up just to give it a little bit of framing here. Oh, Amy boy. is working on <laughs> opening her okay. second flow setter, Float Alchemy, which has additional modalities there. And there have been a lot of roadblocks, mainly from <laughs> in the city, right? Codes. Uh, in, codes. Absolutely. And, and inspectors. Codes. It's codes and inspectors, and they're still a pain in my booty. Uh, yeah, so we have been, we've been working really long hours. So uh, the reason I wasn't here last week is we were working very hard to finish up some things so the inspector would pass us, maybe. Um, We've been through this multiple times, and um, this last time they kept us waiting three days, on purpose, by the way, uh, until they came by. They finally did. They finally passed us uh, temporarily. We got what they, what's called a temporary UNO, which Amy, is Amy, I'm ready to dive through this screen, yeah. go into Nashville, and <laughs> throttle some necks. I cannot believe that. <laughs> yeah, so... They, oh, my God. Trust me. Don't think I haven't thought about it. But, you know, everybody <laughs> would suspect me if somebody went missing. So uh, so uh, I, I'm just keeping it to myself. But uh, yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we got a temporary UNO, which is a use and occupancy permit. Um, the contractor went 40000 over budget. We have started paperwork to document 
where mm-hmm. how much the city has cost mm-hmm. by the delays and by so for example and I think I've said this in the past we passed we got our permits passed our our um, our plans passed and we built the ventilation system to coat. They said, yep, looks good. We got the ventilation system in and they completely changed their mind. I had to go back to our MP and E. We had to completely redo the ventilation system and completely redo it just because they decided, eh, yeah, it was the codes before, but they decided they wanted something different. Jeez. Uh, we have been told in conversation with them that, uh, when we ask them to show them show us the codes that they are referencing on many things, they're like, "Well, we don't have to show you any codes. We hold the power here." So that's always lovely to hear from your from we your people. We don't have to show you the yeah, codes. Yeah, that is illegal, by the way. Okay, found that out from my lawyer. So, nice. <laughs> well, I hope you got him on tape saying yeah. that. Did I just say tape? Sadly, no. Uh, but um, but we have so much. The city has now cost us sixty three thousand dollars. Thank goodness um, you had all that cash laying around. Yeah, that spare yeah. dough <laughs> in front of you your know. living room, bedroom, <laughs> just cash. Yeah, I just like stuff it under the mattresses. Uh, uh, yeah, so so it's been super frustrating. We finally got a temporary UNO, but here is the rub. We had, in order to get the temporary UNO, they decided that we could not pass because we had holes in the walls of our float room. And I said, of course we have holes in the wall of the float room. That's our plumbing. And they said, nope, you can't have holes in your float room. You either have to completely finish the the room or we're not passing you. And by the way, we've decided FRP is not good enough. <laughs> and that's, I said, well, according to codes, it meets all codes spec. And they said, nope. So in order to get past, we could pass the entire building except for the float rooms, and we have a shower room, a separate shower room, um, as long as we took out all the plumbing and repatched the holes. So in order to get my temporary UNO, Mm. I had to remove my plumbing and repatch the holes. So we got the building passed, and now the big argument is... We have to show him a plan to that guarantees it is waterproof. So here's the deal. We are talking about using Greenboard, FRP, and, uh, and our new general contractor has suggested a waterproofing uh, coat. It's a, I'm not sure. It's a material that you actually paint over the, over the stuff uh, under the FRP. Uh, and um, he said, well, that sounds, you know, that sounds pretty good. And it meets codes, of course. Well, that's not good enough for them. Now they want us to put cementatious, they want us to take out the showers, completely rip out the showers, put cementatious board (laughs) behind the green board. Now, cementatious board has nothing to do with waterproofing at all It's or structure. We were using it for soundproofing, but we took it out because of the expense of it. We we used some other stuff instead. Um, So now we're arguing about that. And I said, well, well, if you don't consider that waterproofed, um, and what we were going to do is explain it. We have green board. We have the waterproofing stuff paint on the walls. We have the FRP. And then we were going to take our epoxy up the wall. Well, now they, like, why, they don't really know what epoxy is. Now, y'all, this guy has been a codes officer for 12, uh, more than 12 stinking years. And epoxy is like in every freaking place I walk into in Murfreesboro. Yeah. He's never like, run across know. it though, huh? Yeah, doesn't know anything about <laughs> epoxy. Um, doesn't really know if it's waterproof. And he doesn't want it run up the walls. 
I'm like, wait a Why second. Not? You want it waterproofed, but you want me to have a seam at the level where the water is. And I'm not allowed to use FRP and waterproofing and green board. You want me to use, this is my option. My only option is they want me to tile everything. That, that's not. I'm not like, that's not waterproof. <laughs> I'm like, are you people crazy? Oh so our new contractor who just walked into this thought Mark and I were a little crazy. Like maybe you misunderstood him. I mean, you know, you, what you're saying doesn't really make any sense. And then he went and talked to the guy. He's like, I don't understand. He's not making any sense. And I'm like, wow. welcome to my world. It's and nice are to have you here, David. Just like making up for something. Is this? Is it a power thing? Because they're yes, it's a power kind of thing. Lacking in their life. They're yeah, I'm That's sure. I, mean, I, I what I what I usually say about it I cannot repeat on this show. Yeah, but um, I think we can assume. <laughs> yeah, I think you can probably figure out what I think the problem is. Wow. But um, but yeah, we are not the only ones. We have heard horror story after horror story after horror story of um, corrupt. <laughs> I'm not, I I probably shouldn't even say. My lawyer would be like, don't don't go saying hearsay stuff. Um, but we have heard just horrific stories from people. And the problem is anybody who retaliates um, or who, you know, goes and uh, does lawsuits. By the way, they've there's been several lawsuits won against the codes department, even wow. as close That's as last year. Amazing. Um, but they've lost and probably lost money. And they've and lost. They lose every time. They wow. have lost every time. And yet, but they retaliate. How do they still have their job? Oh, how so? Uh, so, you know, if you want to expand your business or you want uh, to build later, nice, oh, nice. you're screwed. So we're seeing that happen as well. So it's this balance of what do you do just to get through? And do, do the people of the city understand that this is happening? Like there's no know, sense, there's no potential sense of like innovation within their city or, yeah. or commercial to a degree in, they do, industry. but I don't think they understand how deep it is because there are people saying, you know, they want these national chains to come. I happen to know for a fact that several national chains have already been chased away because this, the city codes have basically let them know basically the kind of same thing that we've gotten. Um, or it's like, boy, you ain't. And I swear this was said to my project manager, boy, you ain't Nashville anymore. You might be someone in Nashville, but I'm in charge. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap. Is anybody recording this? <laughs> this is insanity. Totally. Like, where am I? Um, I, oh, I expected cheesy. the banjos to start playing. Yeah. Um, if we were watching this on Netflix, I'm like, oh, this writing is over the top. <laughs> this is too unreal. I can't watch this show. Man. But there are people like that. Cool. Yeah. Good to uh, know. Yeah. And they're mostly in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to, if you if you want to treat, um, but you know they're still concerned about us putting bacon grease in the float tanks. I still don't understand that. That has come up multiple times since then. Uh, I know it's not intuitive, but I do stand with them on that one. That's the uh, one I'm with them on the bacon. <laughs> the bacon grease. bacon grease. What if we're putting bacon grease in the tanks? You never know. You, you never, never know. know. That's Customers, true. Customers, they'll do anything, you know. It's anything's <laughs> possible. I would love to hear a speak pipe from anyone who's had a customer <laughs> put bacon grease in their tags. They go in, everything seems fine. 45 minutes in, there's this really yummy smell coming out of the room. Mm, <laughs> what is that delicious smell? <laughs> I like to go, I like to go get a go to Denny's and get a breakfast slam and then uh just get it to go and bring it into my favorite food oh, center yeah that's eat true it there. there's yeah. the to go well you don't want to go in on an empty belly Absolutely and the full not. denny's grand yeah. slam right before you get in the tank mm -hmm. that <laughs> is the ultimate that's what we snack, recommend it's uh, before hopping in the tank yeah. and 
<laughs> That's my preferred late late snack. See, I bring the barbecue grill in. Oh. It's electric. It's electric. It's not technically <laughs> yeah. okay, barbecue, okay, yeah. but it's just a little. Tss, cool. tss, and then mm-hmm. where you put the grease, obviously, in, in the tank. Yeah, I mean so the water all gets traps. goes down the drain between floats, right? So mm-hmm. you just put it in the tank. You're good to go. That's right. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I, it is kind of crazy. I do want to say there's been one good thing in all this, even though that that's so please. insane. Tell, and tell I'm, us, I'm Andy, who please. knows <laughs> when I'm going to open my my uh, float my float rooms. Mm-hmm. But um, this week we we decided we're going to go ahead and open the tap room, uh, and then we're going to follow with the cryotherapy next week and nice. trying to get everything rolling, um, and hope to God that they allow us to open our float rooms soon. Uh, we don't know, but we are going to open the tap room Friday. We're going to have some shortened hours, so Mark and I aren't going too crazy. Uh, and that has been a lot of fun. We have 12 taps, and I've been you wow. know, testing all the kombucha. <laughs> and all. We, we have several kombuchas with CBD in them, and uh, we, have, we have all kinds of goodness. We have, I think, four, let's see, four five, six taps of kombucha, CBD. some nitro coffee. Yeah, we have four kombuchas Sh- with CBD. Sheriff's going to kick open your door. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to come and lock my door. Yeah. Uh, padlock me and arrest me. Um, He's but, getting but, sued for that, right? I think the Oh, yeah. There's sued. so there's so many Sorry, people. Yeah, here. so I'm like, please, please, please right. padlock <laughs> and arrest me because I really need some money. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you could do that, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, Sorry, get money that. from the city one oh. way or another. Serve that reference. I, I believe it was in Nashville. A sheriff yeah. uh, uh, locked the door, like stole all everybody. It was in Murfreesboro. Stole mm-hmm. everybody's CBD. I think locked the doors too. People couldn't be yep. in business, and it was just this big deal. And he thought he was a hero, and he's just a complete <laughs> jerk, and didn't yeah. understand the law. And they actually went back through and completely expunged everybody's records and nice. um, <laughs> gave them back their CBD and allowed them to open up. And that happened really fast, pretty much when the DA and the sheriff discovered that they would be going down to Fifth and Broad, which is federal court, huh. for um, violating civil rights. So that that <laughs> wow. stopped pretty quick. Uh, so, yes, so I can freely say, yes, we, we have uh, four kombucha, uh, four CBD kombuchas. We have two non-CBD uh, we have nitro coffee. We're actually putting a, I did a sparkling soda with uh, some tangerine, fresh orange, and kumquat. Uh, we're doing, I don't know, we're doing a few different things. We're doing a water kefir and a recovery drink. We're just throwing it all out there just for fun. Nice. But we well, got 12 taps. We got to fill them. Before we move on, can I ask you one yeah. one thing about you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, quantity over quality, that's for sure. No, I'm just, just teasing. Um, what... Uh, in the financials of things mm-hmm. and your projections, like yeah. for me, it's the floats. The floats are what yeah. keep the shop running. It's the float shop for yeah. a reason. There's a reason we've never changed our name. Massage, acupuncture, it's awesome, mm-hmm. but that's more like passion for us. Not not to say there's there's no money there, but you look at the numbers, the floats are where it's at. <clears throat> yeah. Um, how does that break down for you? Because I'm thinking about, well, if you're opening with the kombucha yeah. and then, you know, the cryo. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's a little scary because it's true. Uh, we, I'm not sure how much we're going to be able to generate without those float tanks. So, mm-hmm. okay. uh, at this point, you know, I'm paying approximately $12,000 a month just to keep mm-hmm. the building afloat without any money coming in. And I've been doing that for five months now. So that time has come to an end on top of everything else that the city has, has cost me. Uh, so it, it's kind of like that mm-hmm. do or die moment. And this just happens. I mean, this is part of it. It's a horrible panicky time. On top of it, my, uh, you know, we've been having some issues with, um, with my 
the gentleman, my father, who's been working with us on this other project, we've been having some issues there, um, and money that was supposed to come in has not. And so I am just being squished from every side, and you just got to do what you got to do. So, you know, I'm just hoping at this point that we can just cover overhead. I, I don't, you know, I have, I've never really paid myself I put all the money back into the business so you know <laughs> okay so I'm not getting paid again <laughs> whatever uh you do what you got to do and you just keep going and you just keep moving forward and I I told I was talking to my business coach today and I told him I'm, I'm at this point where I have no plan every plan that I had is blown uh. out of the water my plan right now is to keep my head down and keep pushing forward and that's my plan and hopefully at the end of the month <laughs> you know I can pay bills and that'll be great so that's where I'm at. Thanks for the share, Amy. <laughs> Sorry. That sounds so depressing. I'm I guess that's why I'm we sad. do it weekly. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Oh, a lot. man. But enough of me. Tell me. I got to hear something good. Surely, surely you've had some great things happen at the float shop this week. Uh, the float shop is a good place to be. Uh, yeah. But I think the only thing, and I'll, I'll try to make this pretty brief here because I want to I get back on here. But um well, she works at the shop, so she could probably tell even better <laughs> shops doing that I can. But uh, um, I had a great uh, meeting. We meet every um, week with Emily, who is our manager at the shop. And and we did finally actually give that title, uh, which was cool. But um, Nice. Yeah. So sh- uh, we meet on Skype or over the phone every week. And uh, it's Sandra, myself, and Emily. And... Basically, things got a little heated, and there was a lot of like um, tension on both sides. And it comes up on the show pretty frequently that um, Sandra and I will battle. Like we'll be like rams hitting heads, locking horns, fighting out for things that we're passionate about. And uh, and then we make dinner and do family time or whatever. You know, <laughs> like we've got the rhythm of kind of how that works. And um, I mean, as as best as one can, not to say we're we're perfect or anything, but um, uh, Emily was talking about how certain things aren't getting done at the shop and, you know, things that maybe are more my responsibility than employees uh, for it to get done. And um, she's really advocating for the employees and for the business itself to make sure that it's in the best, uh, you know, form, best quality possible for our customers and for our employees. And um and she was getting some pushback from my, probably mostly myself, but maybe, maybe Sandra as well, which are more like reasons or excuses. And, um, it was just a really interesting time to just see how the float shop has evolved over seven years. And like, it just used to be Sandra and I having these battles and then implementing them. And there's just, as we've gotten bigger and there's more distance between us and what's happening on the floor, um, Emily has become this, uh, I don't just want to say intermediary because it's not just communicating between the two, but she really is an advocate for what's going on in the business. And, um, but there is still this disconnect of like the financials and things like that, that we have to deal with that we don't want Emily to have to deal with. Um, so, uh, I think sometimes in bigger companies, like it really gets lost when you're down at the bottom mm-hmm. working in the cube farm. They're like, you're, you're not getting a raise or this, that or the other. They make some change and like it doesn't make any sense to you and you're just pissed off and you see that they're making record profits. Fiserv, uh, the company I used to work for, uh, was the thing that I uh, dealt with. But it's so hard to see from their perspective. And um, I think we're just starting to deal with that. We just don't have that complete one-to-one connection anymore and so we really need Emily to understand 
our point of view, and we really need to understand her point of view because she's the one who's in the shop, you know, 40, hour, 40 hours a week or what have mm-hmm. you and has direct communication with everybody, and everybody feels comfortable uh, talking with her. So um, just really interesting where we've come from, um, and it was, I think, the first time that we've ever had a, di- and I, I say difficult, but, um, yeah, we'll say with difficult communication with with em- Emily. Not, not fighting. I don't want to, like, put it too much, but just funky feeling, I guess. Uh, I don't know if that's even the right way to say it. Um, and then touching base the next day and talking about it again, or maybe a couple days later and talking about it again and just not letting it go too far, I guess, or letting anything fester and just making sure everything was hashed out um, is uh, important to us. And she's so important to us and the shop is so important to us. So um, I had to hear some things that were difficult about me and how I've been doing things and um, trying to make sure that we agree um, on what we're supposed to be doing, like who's mm-hmm. who's responsible for what, and um, you know maybe things didn't go how we wanted in the past, and we both have reasons for that. But okay, now how are we doing things going forward is another important thing. So mm-hmm. um, a whole just like a whole bunch of things came out because of that, and I honestly think they're like really good things and something that happens as a business grows, anyways. So just wanted to share that. Those those are the things that I deal with now. Um, Quick. Quick question, yeah. Dylan. When you have no a conversation, uh-huh. oh darn it! When, <laughs> when you have a question, when you have a, a conversation like that, and you have that tense moment, what do you do, or do you do anything to diffuse it before the end? Do you have kind of a yeah. a rule or a, or something in place or a system? I say system because that's what I know. But you know, a way that you handle that. What? How do you? How do you go about dealing with those hard conversations? Yeah, I think. We both brought it up. She probably brought it up first, um, and then we didn't avoid it and really wanted to talk about it and, like, that it's okay, um, that we can have different differing opinions, that um, we can be wrong as well. Like, there, there was a whole bunch... Yeah. So no, not, not a rule, but, um, it should be talked about. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I don't think every problem needs to be completely hashed out on the floor in the moment, but this was definitely one of those, like, okay, I, I kind of see what's happening here. This is, this is kind of big leagues meeting now, (laughs) like where the kind of the, not the gloves come off. I still, I don't want to blow this up. Like it was a really big thing, but, but, um, we're, we're not just playing patty cake and we're, we're really letting things out about how we feel about things. And, I still feel like I'm making that sound too intense, but, but yeah, but that's okay. And, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we're feeling and whether it's okay or not. And yeah, so there we go. And hopefully, I mean, the bottom line is in the future, I want her completely comfortable have, you know, if, if we're talking about a a hose of water, I want no blockage on there. I want to hear everything that she's thinking or feeling. I can deal with any fallback, hurt feelings, what have you. I'm, I'm going to do my best to just receive everything because I, I want mm. everything she knows and is feeling, right? So, yeah. Uh, that's where I'm at. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. It is hard to have those conversations sometimes. It's hard to, to walk right into it and really deal with it head on in a mm-hmm. compassionate and gentle way. Uh, so I love hearing how you deal with things because you and Sandra do have this ability to, in fact, we were talking about this in a meeting the other day. You have excellent communication and it's good to, as it's a good reminder oh, to all of us. You. how to deal Uh, with those hard things so thank you thanks that means a lot i I think it's important to be a good manager like it's just somebody that you interact with so frequently like more often than your friends um and you know in this case they become friends (laughs) but uh yeah they're just so important and valuable so i would like to 
continue working on that. And, and, uh, if that's a, if that's something people see as a strength in me, that's a, a high compliment to me uh, on my value system. I, I think it is. I think you can take that as a very high compliment. Uh, <laughs> now we can go ahead and throw all of that yes. away because Beck is going to tell us what it's actually like <laughs> <laughs> working Yay. with me uh, under this uh, iron fist. But, uh, but b- before <laughs> before we bring her on, I just do want to give another thanks to Flow Fuel, who's uh, sponsoring us on the show here. Flow Fuel is selling Epsom salt, and they give free shipping when you order by the pallet. So it just makes sense to go through Flow Fuel, especially when you're using the promo code AOTF, and you get 15% off of your order. So uh, just stock up on your Epsom salt, or next time you're ready to stock up on your Epsom salt, it's Flow Fuel that you want to go through. Floatfuel.com is where you want to go. Fill out that form and get some uh, balanced Epsom salt that isn't going to contaminate your water and make you have to make a whole new batch. So again, float fuel.com is where you want to go. Beck, welcome to the show. You're actually, it's funny that we're on Skype because... I, feel, uh, I know, it's weird, right? We're all in Portland. Well, most of us are in Portland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for so long, I've only spoken to you on Skype and and I could see outside it was super sunny out or, you know, there's just complete opposite of what it was outside my window. So uh, <laughs> funny to see the same same daylight uh, out yours. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's go all the way back to, to Weeded Warrior and kind of like the last time, catch people up on, on where you were the last time you were on the show um, and just kind of where your passions were at and I guess physically <laughs> where you were at. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, when was that? <laughs> Another that was, lifetime. It seems like so long ago. It really does. Um... Yeah, when was that? Uh, uh, Ryan's going to look that up. Yeah, give me just a sec. That was back <laughs> It just seems in. like so long ago. I guess we don't um, need to pick what? it up as if the, the show just ended yeah. and, and then it's just, like I episode even, two. <laughs> I think you're taking me back too far. That, yeah. That was, uh, June 2017. Wow. Oh, episode so 84, if you want to okay. look it okay. up and take a listen. What has happened? Well, actually, like, well, I went to the float conference in like last year. Um, uh-huh. I had a great time. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was a really, um, it was a time where a lot of growth happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, in terms of Weeded Warrior, I went home and I just, we continued to do the same, the same thing, like just, um, talking with, uh, lots of veterans. Um, and actually we, I, I started having a lot more meetings actually with, um, different uh, universities and um, doctors around the place talking about floating and cannabis and all these things. So um, definitely, actually, I remember in December we had a meeting um, with, uh, I guess, the leading uh, 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 university that sort of looks into PTSD, and we were actually there with Rick Doblin. Um, We dragged him along from a conference in Melbourne and... Um, so he was there to talk to, to them about MDMA and, and the cannabis research that MAPS have been doing. But, you know, I, I couldn't give up an opportunity to also, you know, throw in Justin's uh, research <laughs> about nice, floating PTSD. So, um, which actually, funnily enough, they all started laughing at me because I... They're like, of course, of course, you couldn't not talk about floating. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> um, you know, it's, Way to it's, wrap. it's such a vital part, you know, in in what we have been talking about and in what we feel um, is is so beneficial for veterans. You know, it's not just you know one modality. We've really noticed it's it's multiple, and floating just always shows up in that. Mm. 
we always see far far better results when floating is incorporated. And it was you and Mick who spoke at the float conference here in Portland, visited uh, last at the last float conference here in Portland, and and spoke at Rick, Rick, <laughs> with Rick Doblin, uh, and then um, to fill fill me in. It seems like things have changed slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, things have changed. Yes. Um, so uh, Michael and I separated uh, very amicably. We are so like everything is is so good between us. We just felt, you know, it was just a time when we need to go off and do our own things, and it feels good. We're both in a really good place, and um, and yeah, super stoked for one another. Um, I wouldn't be here without his support. Hmm. Yeah, he's nice. incredible, amazing. <laughs> From this outsider's perspective, I, I've never seen a separation go so smoothly. Like, <laughs> literally, uh, unless you're keeping some crazy secrets, and oh, it's just gosh. going phenomenally. We had a one. We we have a wonderful relationship, and we had a nice. wonderful relationship. Um, communication was always a big part of it, and um, there's still so much love. Just love, love, love. So much love. <laughs> uh, so you. Um, you knew him before he got into the military, if I recall correctly. We I, went maybe to primary school dating? together. Okay, nice. <laughs> we have known one another <laughs> since kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but um, going uh, just because we, we work with people with PTSD, and mm-hmm. and Michael has PTSD and has suffered extreme consequences because mm-hmm. of his, his time in action. Mm-hmm. Um you were an incredible support for him during that time. And um, I'll, I'll let people watch the video of your guys' presentation. I assume that's online. Is that right? Yeah, um, yeah, They it can is. watch that. Great. Yep. Uh, it's uh, an in- incredible story. And also listen to our previous episode as well. And uh, um, go to the show notes as well and see some of the pictures of them during the transitioning time of, of uh, going through that experience. But, but um, Beck was, a, I mean, a true pillar and uh also goes into in, in the last episode the kind of the the partner or I, I was going to say the wife but the partner um position that is i think under looked at of the person providing support and not necessarily having a network and all of their energy going into somebody else and and how difficult that can be and so she was also suffering the consequences of ptsd uh so so i'm going That's into all this to ask yeah. a, a a simpleish question, which is, how much um, did you fear causing a negative reaction by separating? Uh, oh my gosh! You've been such a huge component in his life and recovery. Yeah, and and to be honest, um, that's probably been something that I that I have struggled with most since like since coming here. Oh wow! Is okay. um, is that those thoughts of like, ah, oh, like he's he's alone like I'm alone but he's alone as well you know and um you know but I'm alone here but at the same time I have such a huge support network you know of people who have welcomed me here who've been who, like I'm part of the family and I've received so much support and and Michael has a lot of support back home obviously we okay. we have our family and our friends there but you know there have been times where he's like yeah but you're not here and you know and so that that and and I feel the same. I'm like, it's so weird to be here sometimes hmm. without him. You expect him. to be able to just turn around and have this right. rapport and share. Yeah. yeah. And so now we, we, we just FaceTime all the time. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we FaceTime every few days. And 
Um, and we just like download with one another with mm. what's been going on and the changes because, you know, yeah, um, we're both on, like, yeah, it's a, it's a similar path in terms of, you know, sort of like going off and living like new lives. But um, I'm on the other side of the world meeting new people and, and creating a life, starting a life. And he's back at home living the same one, but trying to figure out Hmm. incorporating new things into it. So, oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're both going through, like, I mean, it's all wonderful and amazing and, and exciting for both of us. Um, but it's it's weird to sort of, <laughs> to, to yeah, to, to watch on and, yeah, see it. Uh, uh, how long have had you guys been together? Uh, uh, seven and a half years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. going to be a little weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, as I said, like, you know, we've always had really great communication. That's something that over the years um, with um, well, everything that we went through, communication was, was vital. That's really mm. what um, uh, kept us so strong for such a long time, I suppose. Um, and yeah, so that none of that changed at all. <laughs> nice. Good. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Why are you in Portland? <laughs> what the heck happened? Great question. Uh, other people um, break up and they like find a new apartment. Uh, oftentimes <laughs> in the same town. Just, just yeah, no, seems I just, like a like, large decision. It, it, it did, but you know what? Like, I, I honestly feel like it has been um, several years coming. Like, you know, sort mm. of working up to it, and particularly last year when I was at the conference. Like, I like there were just things that just kept coming up for me that were just were like, not just being in the U S but Portland specifically, hmm. you know, like I really felt very drawn to it and like, there were just, you know, uh, gray skies. <laughs> yeah. The whole drawing. Me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I decided I didn't like blue skies and, and sun anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> All great aspects of Portland. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. It was just, um, yeah very strong like like, you know the the intuition to to bring me here like to be here and so yeah I I also felt like I didn't have that many opportunities in Australia in terms of the work that I was doing like um you know because they're still very behind in cannabis Mm -hmm. um floating um in like I mean they're not looking into researching or even incorporating it into you know um mainstream medicine or even like with veterans you know in in, in covering it so there are all these things I just like felt really stifled by and um you know when I when I talked to the likes of like Rick Doblin and and Dr. Sue um Sisley who's doing the cannabis research you know they kept saying like Beck you're ahead of your time like you're too far advanced for for you know Australian like you know I guess the the climate yeah yeah, in terms of pre- like yeah, m- medical treatment. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I just really felt like the U.S. was was the place for me, and <laughs> well, we're happy to hear yeah. that. Us at the float shop, we're we're <laughs> certainly happy. Uh, now this is going to get a little little meta here for me, but what made you reach out to the float shop? Great question, actually. <laughs> I'd love um, to know. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> Um, actually, um, there were a few things and, and to be honest, like I had actually written down a list of, um, of different people who I wanted, wanted to reach out to. Um, the list was quite lengthy because obviously, you know, with Michael and I had spent the last couple of years, like going back and forth and meeting with loads of people, not even just in the float community, just mm. like 
you know, all over the place. And um, you were in the top top five. You, you were the first. Top five. All right. Top five. Yeah. <laughs> you were the first people. And you know what? You were actually like <laughs> the first within 10 minutes. You, you had actually responded to me. Nice. Um, it was very. Um, and it was actually a conversation that we had at the, at the conference last year. And um, I, you know, I was there with Megan Sprouts. Um, and Cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I remember going back to her and just being like, oh, I just had like an amazing conversation with Dylan. I really feel like, you know, he's, he's such an angel out there and I really feel like he's like, he's just looking out for me. And I don't know, it was just some of the questions that you had for me about We Did Warrior and, you know, obviously, you know, we'd had huge conversations, you know, with the podcast and things like that about what what my experiences were and I don't know I just felt really drawn to you and the family like the float shop mm. family you know, wow so, mm. yeah may I ask because I was pretty blacked out drunk that night no I'm just <laughs> kidding I, <laughs> but I don't uh I don't particularly recall what we talked about I mean I remember us talking that doesn't surprise me Dylan uh-oh just because I'm aloof in general, you've learned how aloof I am. <laughs> I remember Megan being hilarious because she is just she's always hilarious. She's just a stand-up she's comedian. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what what were some? I'm I'm not trying to pull a compliment. I promise I'm not. But I am curious. Like, what were the things that pulled you? Oh, do you know what? I work so much on intuition hmm. and energy and vibe, and I. To me, I feel like that was probably one of like the sh- the strongest part of it. I like um, in the last couple of years, yeah. I feel for me, intuition like and following my own intuition has been like such um, a profound sort of thing for me. You know, um, okay. uh, and yeah, and following it, like actually sort of following through. Whereas you know, sometimes like early on, it would come, something would come up, and I'd just dismiss it. But it was really something I wanted to follow through. And this entire journey to, to get to the U.S. has been so easy because I followed intuition. <laughs> yes. Can we, can we talk about that, please? <laughs> yeah, sure. Wow. So I thought that getting a visa would be, uh, certainly from what I'd read and heard and everything else, getting a, a U.S. visa, it was hard. It would take like six months, minimum six months. You know, but not for me. <laughs> it was so easy, right? Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, a lot of work went into it. Easily 80 plus hours went uh, into, like, just me writing letters and... Uh, kicking down doors to get yeah. responses of, for letters of recommendation. Right. Yeah. It was it was pretty hectic. Um, but when I actually went there uh, to... Uh, the immigration office mm-hmm. uh, within like I think we'd we or me working with Emily it was about within three months I believe from when we first you and I first spoke wow. actually no it was within three months of me arriving I think uh, like me from when we started talking to me actually arriving in the wow. US it was wow. three months that's amazing so that's including me getting my visa and yeah so me actually at the the immigration office it took me 25 minutes <laughs> that included lining up and getting my fingerprints and everything um how can they, they read all those recommendations and everything so quickly they literally did not read a single piece of paper <laughs> that i brought with me uh, nothing why do you think that is 
I, I'm hoping it's my, my smile. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> I look really trust, trustworthy. <laughs> sure. Actually, you know what? He said to me, um, he asked me three questions. It was like, um, where am I going? What, you know, what am I going to do there? And what do I do now? Um, hmm. And I, I was like, oh, I'm going to work at a float center. And he just turned to me and he's like, a float center. And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay. Wow. So you didn't <laughs> it say. It was like, that was the conversation. I was like, I... he has no idea what I'm talking about, but yeah. I just got my visa, so I don't but care. But that smile, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. Opens so doors. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty amazing. I was, I was just, I was blown away at the process, actually. It was, um, yeah, amazing. Very cool. And and gosh, there's so much to talk about. I feel like we don't have enough time to even like, get into everything I want to talk about. I mean, and not not only that, but even like um, five days before I actually got like arrived here, I didn't have a place to live. <laughs> I I thought that I was just gonna be like staying in an, a hostel for a couple of months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it then turns out that Emily desperately needed a housemate. And so like two days ah, later, we, we, <laughs> we have a house together, you know? So we're, yeah, I've got a housemate and like literally like, yeah, two days before I fly out, you know, we're all, we're, we got a house. That's amazing. And it's so like amazing. within running distance, maybe walking if you've got a lot of time of the flip shop. like a 15 minute walk. It's so easy. Is that right? Is it 15? Gosh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, so in the cold, how, though, it's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Have you bought a jacket? I know you came here without any jackets. I came. Well, I I literally didn't have clothes warm enough for Portland. Yeah. Um, I had to like just like wear everything every day. Um, but yeah, I have a jacket now. <laughs> <Every day. laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> um, I also had to go out and buy some boots because I, my feet were freezing. Oh my god! Um, I've never had to really have enclosed shoes, <laughs> particularly <laughs> much. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Welcome. It's Welcome. it's yeah quite 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 a change, but you know I'm loving it. So at the top of the show, I talked about floating, and I know we might be skipping over a little yeah. bit here, but a gentle transition right. of how, how floating has helped with, with your transition uh, yeah. across countries. Uh, you know, when you, oh man, I was feeling <clears throat> so much fear of, are we going to live up to our expectations? <laughs> is this going to be good enough for her? Does it suck working at the float shop? Is it oh, just it, our, do we live in a is, bubble? I don't, I know it. I questioned everything. <laughs> what, what was no. that? I was like, it's the worst. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. No, it's great. I love it. Nashville, maybe they'll take. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we've got a few openings here. Is coming, that right? <laughs> coming open here on Friday, just in case, just as a backup. It's a little warmer down here. I was going to say, oh, it's nice. warmer. Yeah. You've got her. She's gone. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I feel like I'm acclimatizing not too badly to the weather. So, <laughs> you know, by next year, I'll be fine. Um, but yeah, now. floating. Mm, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, the transition for me, like, has, like, I mean, I don't feel like it would be as smooth if I weren't obviously including floating in, into that. But, I mean, first of all, I had an amazing family to, like, walk into who just opened, like, welcomed me with open arms. Um, the float shop, everyone at the float shop has been amazing. Cool. I just, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> just love it. I just love everyone there. Um, and, yeah, I, and I do feel like, like I'm part of the family Hmm. straight away it just yeah it's great um but yeah floating i mean within well you know when i got got there like you picked me up (laughs) from the airport within four hours i was in the tank and 
not only that, but I actually booked my float before I booked my my flights. <laughs> to Portland. <laughs> you know, I wanted to make sure that, that the two o'clock float was ah. there for me. <laughs> That's <laughs> And yeah, so uh, that oh. was, that was all booked. And I mean, I try and, and get in the tank within four hours of an international flight and it just, no jet lag for me. I mean, it just, huh. it just, Whew. it just goes. It just, yeah, it, it's non-existent really. Um, how flo- so how yeah. often were you floating in Australia? Um, well, <laughs> Actually, when I came back from the float conference, I did uh, three months of daily floats. Oh, wow. Um, which was incredible. I really feel like that was, um, that really helped, like, again, with some of the transition, like some of the things that, like, I was going through, um, you know, with the, this idea of me wanting to be in the US and, but not really understanding how. I could make that happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, floating for me throughout that period was really very beneficial. Um, and then I guess the breakup happened. So I, well, start like, you know that sort of started to happen. And so it's so weird because at that time I actually stopped floating, um, which it seems kind of weird because that's the time when you're like. I should be I should be in the tank more and it's getting that like downtime. Most but it was time also the in. really hard time, yeah. yeah. And I kept procrastinating <laughs> totally. on it. Um, so it's it's really interesting how for me floating is. I mean, I advocate for it. I'm always encouraging other people to do it. Yet there are times when mm. I find it is the hardest place on earth for me to be. Right. And I and having a tank at home <laughs> allows me to procrastinate. You know, I don't have anyone to oh, show funny. up to. Yeah. I don't, I'm not letting anyone down, you know. <laughs> so it's even, it was, huh. it was even harder for me to actually get in the tank during that time. Um, funnily enough, I actually used um, psychedelics instead. <laughs> so <laughs> I was still, I was still. Um, doing some work? Doing some work. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It was all about doing the work. And, um, and I actually feel like for the both of us, I guess, um, our use of psychedelics actually also totally helped our, our, our split. Um, and you, you would take them together like in the same room and Oh yeah. Talk yeah, definitely. May I ask, was it, was it mushrooms? Um, it was MDMA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so beneficial for the ending of our relationship. It seems, yeah. it seems crazy. Um, but it was, the best thing that we could have done, I, I feel like. Um, nice. That's, and I mean, Michael continued floating throughout that time, mm. but it was just a, it was just a really hard place for me to be. And that's not to say that I didn't. I still was. Um, and during that time, I would cry. Um, huh. Being in the tank and crying is the weirdest thing on earth. But huh. it's also a really comforting place, a place mm. that I felt very secu- safe and secure in. Um, yeah. And uh, I just was able to process. Yeah. And just get that. And I mean, sometimes it wasn't necessarily about processing anything. It was actually just about getting the downtime. Just right. getting quiet, you know, totally. just having nothing, you know, because it was just so intense. You know, like, I mean, uh, you know, Michael and I, we lived together. We did everything together. So, you know, going through the breakup, we're still in the same house where, you know, it, yeah, it, it got difficult at times in terms of like the emotion. And so having the tank there for that separation of like right. of, of emotion within yourself mm. was mm. so beneficial. 
So amazing. And then transitioning to Portland, how's it been? What are you using the float tank for? And how often are you floating? Um, I'm trying to get in there two times, twice a week. Wow. Um, I think earlier, like when well, I've been here for six weeks, it feels so <laughs> weird. <laughs> I feel like it's been so much longer. Um, but for the first couple of weeks, I think I was going, I was um, doing three times a week. And um, Brian, are you taking notes here? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm thinking. He's our float procrastinator. I, I <laughs> so, dang, I yeah, gotta you, get you in know. the tank. Yeah. <laughs> um, you feeling me here, Brian? Like you understand what I'm saying? I like. I like knowing that other people actually struggle to also get in the tank because I feel like you know, particularly when I go to the conference, like everyone's just like, oh, like everyone uh, loves floating, you know. Right. And so, but the conversation of you know. Oh, do you struggle to get in the tank? Like, you know, like, does that, have, like, I've never heard that conversation come up, but oh, yeah. At church, surely nobody's I can't a sinner. be the only one. I cannot be the only one out there who like, just, yeah, doesn't want to get in some days. And yeah. I mean, I would fight Michael on it. Michael would be like, just get in the tank. This, that's what you need. I'd be like, no, yeah. that is not what I want to do right now. Oh, Sandra and I have both been on that side. Oh, that's yeah. great. So you are glad. not alone. Yeah. You are not <laughs> alone. Thank you. <laughs> well, it can also be an insult. Like, you need a float. Like, oh, you Why? too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> I think that's sometimes why I would get so offended by it. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm fine. <laughs> not wound up. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for the transition, yeah, here, I mean, there has been some insomnia that's gone on where mm. like what I feel like no amount of cannabis is putting me to sleep, <laughs> you know, like, and I've just really struggled. And so like the next day being able to go and just hop in the tank for 90 minutes, just, it just, I just helps me function so much better throughout the day. And I just, I, I really haven't, haven't had a, a particularly bad experience at all like any bad days I which I kind of was expecting um there have don't get me wrong there have been some days that you know where I've been emotional and but how I mean, dare I, you how I dare honestly you. thought that I was going to go through some like severe anxiety yeah. and um major culture shock I mean yeah. culture shock lasted like a, a week maybe two maybe but I yeah I just feel like everything's just such a breeze just like you know, the whole process to get here has been so, like, so easy. And I just, I feel like that has just continued on here. Wonderful. Uh, but again, just not what I was that. expecting. <laughs> you know, I really, I really thought that, um, yeah, that I, that I would, that I would struggle a lot more with my emotions and with like, um, with fitting in and, um, yeah, not, I just haven't felt that. Love it. I really feel like, yeah, the tank has been... Having a super um, yeah. awesome accent hasn't been alienating for you. <laughs> People are willing to have conversations. Is that what you're I, saying? You know, it's so weird that every time I open my mouth, I forget that I that I sound different. And so then I see people's faces, like, oh. of like, you know, and I'm like, oh, what? Have I said, done something? You know? Um, and sometimes actually when I'm on the phone to people and I'll, I'll for example, I'll call it a, a postcode, but... and silence there's just like nothing on the phone i'll be yeah. like um like racking my brain like what do you guys call that thing oh yeah it's a zip code you know and <laughs> uh so there's there's things like that that i was yeah. actually like surprised that um 
like I'm struggling. Yeah, that I'm actually struggling with to actually come up with the words of what you guys call it. Um, I get paid out all the time about calling it a car park. I just, I don't understand that one. It's a car park, not a parking lot. I'm sorry. Now, are you sure people aren't giving you um, wild looks because your eyes are completely red because you're absolutely baked? Is it possible? Uh, no. I, 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 I am not much. I've never seen that from you at yeah, all. Right? But I, I am curious, like, what's it like differently with, with marijuana being in Australia? It's illegal, right? Like... Federally, federally legal now. Uh, oh, very that's difficult. Right. It's yeah. I mean, it's a messed up system. Not there's like some caveats that, to it. Yeah, they access. haven't got that one sorted out at all. Um, still, you know, easily a decade behind pretty much any state here. Um, so yeah, I mean, Portland I guess, is green. Yeah, very green. It city. is, and it's wonderful. <laughs> but at the same time. Michael grew cannabis. <laughs> right. We, we had it at home. And huh. now all of a sudden I have to buy cannabis. Oh, you, it's a I'm step like, backwards. What, what is this? <laughs> what, what is going on? Um, so, Bay. but I mean, it's amazing <laughs> as well. And it's also really great to be able, like, I mean, I was never shy about talking about cannabis anyway. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But just so much better to actually be able to partake, be able to meet other people who... Uh, are not secret about it mm. and who you can socialize with, you know, yeah. around it, you know, whereas that was actually a struggle at home. Is, is there more vocabulary about it amongst the, the, amongst the community here? Like, oh, it almost like, like, I can almost assume that everyone uses, like pretty much, like that almost <laughs> seems to be like, you know, it's just a non-event here. Whereas back home, oh. um, talk, like talking about the fact that you use cannabis was is just not really something that really came up in conversation unless you were actually like actually within like the cannabis industry and with people who were within that community um but certainly you know out in the broader community those conversations did not come up and and people wouldn't admit to you that that they use cannabis. Which is wild because I, I, I think of marijuana and uh, beer in a very similar but very different uh, manner. And to think, um, I wonder if that person drinks alcohol or you're like, oh, I don't want them to know I drink alcohol. Right. It, that, that taboo is so completely different with yeah. marijuana. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, really? por- the, the Portland, <laughs> Portland's vibe is, is definitely different than I think a lot of the country and, and the world, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. Uh, definitely part of the reason why I want to, like, why Portland was so high on the list. For oh, me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I actually really felt like, because it has actually surprised me in how many people, I guess, just through being at the float shop, people who have come in and have actually been really hesitant about cannabis and about mm. using cannabis. Mm-hmm. So this is in an environment where, um, cannabis is accepted. It's certainly spoken about. There's dispensaries on almost every street um and yet people of all ages you know I I met a young girl who was in her early 20s the other day who had experienced a concussion um and you know was experiencing I guess symptoms of a traumatic brain injury a TBI Mm -hmm. mood changes um you, you know a whole a whole host of things was she was when, as soon as I mentioned, I was like, oh, are you using like cannabis, CBD, anything? And she's like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I'm actually really surprised to, to hear and to see that there are people who are still really unsure about it. And um, mm-hmm. not because they think that it's bad, 
they're just actually scared to go into a dispensary to, wow. to okay. um, you know, because it's, they've been taught that it's been bad for such a long yeah. time, yeah. you know, and that's certainly what, what, um, the climate's like at home. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I certainly, I love the fact that being at the shop allows me to have those conversations with people when, you know, when we're in those deep conversations and, and helping them, uh, I guess, sort Shake of break a little bit down. of the stigma? Yeah, yeah, break it down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, how does Weeded Warrior exist today? In what state is it in is maybe a better question. Yeah, so we're kind of just... Uh, it's operating, <laughs> it's running, <laughs> but it's been really, it's been hard. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's four of us who are running it. Three of them are veterans. Um, and veterans all with their own stuff, you know? And, uh, so yeah, we, it's still running. We still have a support network going. Um, but it's, it's not as, um, it's not as big as what it was, I guess, mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Because like, we just don't have the time. And, um, like, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and do Definitely. you have any visions going forward? Floating cannabis, outreach, community, um, PTSD? What are, your, what are your thoughts that you're open uh, to sharing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I've had this thing, of, uh, and I've said to a few people, I'm like, America needs me. <laughs> Nice. I really know. I've really noticed, um, particularly yeah, since being to. here. <laughs> you do. Um, the uh, there are uh, obviously in Australia. I've read plenty of articles. I read the news and whatever else. Like people are medicated here. There are so mm. many people who are medicated here. Um, and we're talking like psychotropic drugs, all the sort of things that you know. I was, you know, Michael was able to get off, and we've right. continued to. Um, you know, help, you know, other veterans transition off them, um, you know, by finding other, other modalities that are far safer. Um, and so that has really, um, really shocked me, I guess, just how many people are on them here. Um, given that there's also ads on TV, like about all these drugs and that then tell you what all the side effects are. We don't have that in Australia. So I can sort of understand why, you know, maybe a doctor skipping over what the side effects are, um, why someone would take them. But when you're watching on television and you're hearing what the side effects are, why on earth would you go to your doctor and ask for it? When there are, when there are things like floating out there and cannabis that's out there, cannabis that like, you know, CBD that doesn't actually even, you know, give you the psychotropic, you know, um, high or what am I talking about? The, uh, you know, yeah, the high. So, Right. I, that's well, wonderful for anxiety. A, a so, Seinfeld rerun and, and you see a commercial for marijuana or for a float tank. It, it doesn't really exist. So it just gets put in your brain. I mean, it's just totally. easier. To but I guess, and, and I'm, I know that I wouldn't be the only Australian to go, that, that's crazy that you can watch, you know, an ad for a drug that then tells you what all the side effects are. Like, that is well, the most bizarre thing in the world. I, I can't even understand the idea that um, something that your doctor needs to recommend to you can be recommended to you over the airwaves. That that absolutely doesn't, the gears don't seem to mesh to me. I don't want to go yeah. too far down that because yeah. I got a, a lot of ideas on it. Um, but, absolutely. Uh, but I, I just feel like, you know, for, for me, I given that I have worked with so many veterans in Australia who 
I have kicked all of their meds. Wow. Generally solely for cannabis, but that's like it's also, it's a it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle choice to get rid of meds. Um, and I've certainly seen the same thing within the veteran community, like the the cannabis and veteran community here in the states. So I mean, if, I, if that's ultimately what I would love to do, I'd love to encourage and to help people transition off their their, their, med, their medications. You know, <laughs> awesome. um, it's it's. I don't feel like the um, the conversation of the side effects is really being had as as much as it could be, and I feel like there's a lot of people who are just really struggling to. They want to get off them, but they just don't know how um, because they are very difficult um, to to transition off, to off off them. Um, so, um, having had the experience of doing that I, I I'm so passionate about it you know I've 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 seen I've seen people it's like night and day you know when they are medicated to when they've actually wow. they have a quality of life yeah and that's right. what I want to encourage people mm. to have is a quality of life um Wow. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of a, a joke earlier, you know, America needs you, but now I'm like, wow, America <laughs> needs back. Yeah. America needs me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm very passionate about, about, um, having seen Michael, um, experience the homicidal and the suicidal ideation that wow. came with taking those medications. Wow. It is terrifying. It's terrifying as a loved one to watch someone go through that. Um, and I mean, I see, I see, I go onto my Instagram and my Facebook account because I know so many veterans and I see that on the daily, mm. you know, people who are struggling on their med- on their medication mm-hmm. because their doctors are like, Oh, that one doesn't work here. We'll just up it. Oh, we'll just include something else. We'll just do, you know, that is not the answer, you know, um, and, in the, in the picture. and families and partners, carers, they aren't equipped to deal with that. Totally. You know, changing a, med- a medication just willy-nilly, just mm. like one day you're on one, the next day you're no longer taking it and you're on something else, that it, I've seen at home mm. veterans having to be hospitalized mm-hmm. to go through that because families are not equipped, mm-hmm. you know. So to me, I feel like we really need to be focusing on finding something else because we cannot continue to do the same thing time and time again and expect that maybe just, oh, you just haven't found the right, the right drug yet, mm-hmm. you know? Are you crazy? It, it, we, we, yeah, doing the same thing over and over again is just, it's insanity. Thank you so much for everything you've shared. I know you're short on time. Uh, I'm, <laughs> Thanks. May I ask you another question before of we course. go? Is that okay? Yeah. I um I want to bring it back to the float center before we go here. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know, um, this is very self-serving, but hopefully it'll serve our community as well, which is what what is something that was maybe unexpected in a negative way and something and in the same question that were the same answer, um, I don't mean multiple things, but one thing that was maybe unexpected and or you would want to see improved at the float shop. Oh. Like you got here and you're like, I mm, thought that would be better or different. And um, I, I actually was surprised about the music, to be honest, like the music oh, yeah. in the tanks, because yeah, um, 
certainly working with Michael, uh, you know, having music to start with in the tanks mm -hmm. um, has like really helped him get into that like zone way mm -hmm. easier. So um, surprised that only, like only one of the tanks has that ability. And mm -hmm. I tend to actually like, I talk about that all the time. So I tend like when we have someone who is a new floater, I actually tend to put them in that tank because I talk to them about, oh, this one has music. So like, you know, you can chill out, like you've got something there. To, you're not just hopping straight into silence, which I feel like sometimes tends to be um, something that tends to put people off. Like the idea right. of being, you know, with their own thoughts, uh, you know, for an hour or 90 minutes is terrifying to them. So, um, you know, actually having something to step into and hear and focus on or whatever, and then it just gently fade out is... It just, I, I feel from my own experience and also like, you know, with Michael and with other veterans, that tends to really help cool. yeah. them. Um, so yeah, I talk about that a lot. And then I obviously then just put them straight into Nautilus because like, yeah, book me in with that music. And <laughs> I had to write a note the other day and you said to me, you're like, um, is anyone else going to know what, what you're talking about with that note? Because right. I was like, play music, please. <laughs> huh. and you're like, uh -huh. no one's going to know what that means. I so. certainly don't. <laughs> I know I'm so, new here, um, but I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was probably something, but I mean, I can, I can work with that. And well, yeah, you know, just so you know, there's more options. We can get tranquility, uh, yeah, tranquility doing that as well. Um, okay. So there, there are more options. So that's great. That's I'm, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I love it. I just, I, I mean, I'm not saying that. I really, I really love it. And the, like, um, honestly, the yeah, it is a family there. I cannot believe just the love and the support that I've actually received Damn. since. Thing, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> nice. amazing you guys are incredible all right well <laughs> thank you back thank you for being such an open book just like last time you're on it, it absolutely blew me away what, what an open book you are thanks for sharing all of your passions and thanks for being such a passionate person and um i am uh personally just so pleased as punch that you're here in portland i, I can't even believe it um yeah there's a reason i responded so quickly to that, to that email and i'm not one to respond quickly to email <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah we were talking within 10 minutes of me sending that email so yep, i mean that's right yeah mm -hmm. you're amazing <laughs> thank, thank goodness i have a ton of downtime <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah i've really noticed that <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, back again. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I want to thank Amy as well. Thanks, Brian, uh, for being on tonight's episode. And let's see here. I just want to give a, a few few shout outs here. One is to Float Away, which uh, can play music at the beginning and the end of a float. That's right. Um, <laughs> well, and they also have, I also, sorry, I want to hijack the ad here. Um, they've also, we've mentioned this before, some of them have starlights in the lid, which is an awesome feature that for me personally, I'm, I stare at the starlights all float and don't don't actually end up floating because I think right. it's interesting. Um, but one thing that happened recently, I had a friend who just went floating for the very first time. And a lot of first-time floaters have, you know, certain trepidations or fears about hopping in a tank. And she came out and thanks. She said, you know what? I wanted, I wanted to have the experience of being in a closed tank, but I was afraid of being in the dark. And being able to mm. turn those starlights mm -hmm. on in the lid mm -hmm. really, really helped me to have a good first float. 
Um, so the, besides being beautiful and, and great and a focal point for, you know, meditating in the tank, it's also great for first time floaters who are afraid of being in the dark for the first time. And they can just pop those mm -hmm. lights on and have a great float. So, um, they have a ton of different tanks they can offer, uh, for all the way from pods with starlights in them to one of the largest circular float pools out there, uh, named the Serenity by, uh, Dr. Justin Feinstein, who had, where they use uh, over in Liber. So floataway.com to check it all out and let them know that we sent you. Damn, thanks for the live read, Brian. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody who supported us on Patreon. It means the world to us. Uh, we hit 100. That was awesome. Of course, a couple cards didn't go through, so we did back down. So we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate all over again once we reach 100 <laughs> <That's> again. <right. laughs> uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, it, it's absolutely incredible to see the numbers of, of people listening. Uh, we shared a few of them, by the way. If you hop on to any of our... Uh, let's see, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we shared some some of our stats if you want to um, check some of those out in celebration of reaching 100 patrons. Uh, we're also available for consulting. Brian, myself, Amy, Gloria, uh, we're all, Gloria Morris, uh, are all available for consulting if you want some assistance in running, refining, or starting your float center. Um, let's see here. Oh, and thanks, Kim Hannon, for taking show notes. Thanks so much. Love reading those every week and love, uh, love your support. So thanks, everybody. And remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week.